and one's letting it loose and the other one's letting it loose. I'm like, does nobody have any self-respect anymore? Some dignity to like save me? Like, let me go in and out and you hold those in. I don't care if you feel like your head's going to explode. You hold in those farts. Like, that is so rude. It's Western and bitchy. Oh my god, you are so annoying. Hey guys, we back, we back, we back. Hello to our support system and our avid listeners. We love you, petties. Yes. Petty, single, and always late. We Ay. are back in the workshop. Hey, let me see you twerk. Hey, and Ay. I call it the workshop because my dad told me, that gossip is the devil's workshop, and I like it. If that's I, the case. And I love the gossip. <laughs> love to gossip. So devil's workshop it is. Yeah. Okay, guys, just really quick. You know, you know, we have to berate you. It's just like our thing. If you guys want us to keep doing this, we need you guys to support us. We need you to tell a friend, tell a foe, tell Aunt Sally, tell your grandma, but also tell her not to get offended. Yeah, and if you if you're gonna go into shock, if anyone has heart problems out there, I would consult with your doctor before listening because yeah. we are gonna be very shocking. Because that's what we do, and we're not anywhere close to being able to quit our day jobs, and that's our ultimate goal. Manifesting for 2020. Yeah, leaving the corporate world, going into the Real Housewives world. <gasps> yes, I would love wow. that. Thank I'm, you, Andy Cohen. Please, Andy, notice us. Okay, but yes. anyways, guys, take a little screenshot of you listening and post it to your Insta story. I think that word of mouth is the best way to go. Also, rate, review, and subscribe. Love us. Compliment us. Yeah. And we will take constructive criticism. But you know how it goes. Sandwich it with nice compliments. Yeah, after the constructive criticism, I will have to call my mom and cry. But and have it, an emotional breakdown. But it'll make me a better person in the end. Exactly. So please. So yeah, just do it. Thank you guys. Yeah. We love you. We want to be with you, but we can't. I know, because we're separated by space and time, technically, because you guys won't listen to this till later. <laughs> and like, again, we go back to our emotional availability. That's another thing that I'm still diving into as deep well. Deep with your counselor. Your ball's deep with that. Pulling back the onion, and it's a stinky one. It's it's And it's not like your regular onion. It's like one of your those life-size onions yes. that have tons of tiny, thin layers. That's entered into the county fair because it's so large. And everyone's shocked. Yeah. Shooketh. And you know what? Guys, I have got to tell you something, because I was shooketh to the core by this. I went to a wedding the other weekend, just a normal <laughs> oh wedding with some of my from one of my GFs oh. in St. Louis. So it was a bunch of people from college. And at my table, where I was banished to the balcony, <laughs> I had to go downstairs to get drinks. It was a beautiful venue um, and a beautiful wedding. But I, I did have to get some exercise. Like I forgot my inhaler at home. So going up and down the stairs was exhausting. And in heels, like, holy shit. I was like, somebody else go do this for me. Thank you. I love you. Balcony seating is where they put royalty back in the day. That is so true. Anyways, so a guy at my table was like, Bitsy, did you go to Austin, Texas <laughs> a, a couple months ago? And I was like, oh, shit. It depends <laughs> who's asking. He was on our plane, guys, the Fight Club plane from Austin, Texas. Yes. If you listen to the Plain Etiquette episode, you know that all the drama, the story, the history and trauma that we're still working through. Yeah, we have not unpeeled that onion layer mm -hmm. yet. But yeah, he, how small is the world? Like, what the fuck? I was shook to the core. When all that happened, all the drama with those baby boomers, I immediately thought, I was like, something, I felt like someone was spying on us. I didn't know who, I didn't know where. And then when you text me and said, someone at this wedding was on the fucking flight to Austin, I was yeah. like, I knew it. I, I knew it. 
we just knew, yeah, someone was spying. No. And it was it was the devil's work, let me tell you that much. Or God's work. We were, I'm not sure which side we're on anymore. I don't know either, but I do feel like someone up above was watching over us the other weekend when we had that fucking rager after party at our apartment. We have to have the strongest and most patient guardian angels that there is. Like We, ha- we have a whole army of guardian angels, <laughs> and thank you guys. God's like, okay, I'm going to have to send you guys to this apartment in Kansas City because shit's going to go down if you're not there. Just to set the scene for you guys a little bit. I didn't go out with Weston last weekend, um, but I went out with some of my girlfriends, and for some reason, we stayed out till bar closed at 2.30 a.m. I get a call from Weston, Bitsy, I told everyone that we were having an after party, like, so is that okay? And I'm like, you're asking me it's okay, but you already told everyone? In reality, I was saying I told everyone, I literally told like three or four people, and that's why I was shocked. Whenever you got there. Whenever I got there, I walk into my apartment and there's at least 30 people in our apartment. And people, all of a sudden, I see like the ice cream sherbet out <laughs> and people are like diving in with so their fingers. If you want to know how trashy we really got. So we were already breaking fire code and I was like, shit, I told everyone we had alcohol, which we did. And so I immediately lined out the plastic cups and I poured the vodka of Tito, the Tito's vodka into as many cups as I could. I went to go get the ice. There's no ice. How do I cool these drinks off for the crowd? We have a huge bucket of lime sherbet. <laughs> Boom. I've, I get out this little spoon, and I'm just going to town, being a bartender, trying to be the life of the party, working. I'm sweating at one point. So then I'm like, wait, this is just ice cream and vodka. This is a vodka float. What do I do now? Oh, shit. We have to mix it. The only mixer we had With were my, my canned Mountain Dews. Oh, they came in handy. I had like a 24-pack of Mountain Dews, and I busted those bad boys open and just started pouring it up. In all honesty, it turned out great. Lime, sherbet, vodka, and Mountain Dew. It's a delicious tropical drink that I served. Wow, you are so innovative and bold and creative and unique. Wow. I know. We call it the Weston. It was, I enjoyed it. People were drinking it. I don't think I drink it. All I know is that I walked in and I was like, someone asked me who I was and I go, this is my home. I do remember at one point people were saying, who lives here? Screaming it. And then I was just like raising my hand. I didn't want to say me for some reason, but I was like, me, I I live here. This is my home. Everyone thought, I guess it was an abandoned warehouse and was just like, we were throwing a rave. All of a sudden, so we're there. I just got there. I'm enjoying it. I'm having the time of my life. There's this, there's like so many hot guys. Sure, they're all gay, but whatever. I'm there like, was a bisexual there guy there. There was a bisexual, and I, t- I wouldn't stop fawning over him. Now, I just thought he was gay. I didn't know he was bisexual. Anyways, um, all of a sudden we hear, and we're like, oh, fuck. That the police? So I grab Oscar, our adorable, yeah. beautiful little dog, and I go and answer the door. Me and Weston step outside, and there's... Not one police officer. I think not five. two, not three, not four, five police officers, and they're like, and they had their vests on like over top. It, it they, police. It looked like a SWAT team. You would have thought it was a drug bust, and we had like bricks of cocaine in our apartment. And I was like, oh shoot, officers, what is wrong? And so like it's me and Weston and Oscar standing outside, and they're like, we heard there's a fight here. And we're like. Oh, no fight. We're just having fun. There really wasn't. There wasn't a fight. And then he was like, oh, somebody called and said there was a fight. Have a good night. And they all turned around and left. And what's crazy is as soon as we opened the door, I immediately started apologizing. I'm so sorry. I know we're being loud. We're shutting this party down. And they were like, no, there's not a noise complaint. They just said there there was was a fight. Which if they could see through the crack of the door, they could have seen that the apartment was packed wall to wall like a frat party. I mean, it would have been a hate crime if they would have said anything, and I don't care. But what I do care about is getting to the bottom of who the fuck called the police. Do I hold anything against them? Well, honestly, 
Well, yes. Yes, it's a Saturday night. Little yes, little. but also I understand that we are being loud. But you know what? Would have, what would have gone a lot of a long way? Coming and knocking on the door and saying, "Hey, guys, shut the fuck up," or maybe mm-hmm. not lying and saying there was a fight. It totally backfired on them, and they got their karma. I mean, yeah. I'm not done with them. I will find out who did it. The cops could not have given given two shits of how loud we were being. And I have two theories on who called the cops. There was a guy there that I'm friends with, and then someone else asked me, they're like, hey, can I kick blah, blah, blah out? And I was like, yeah, I kick him out. Kick everyone out. <laughs> like, I just wasn't thinking. And so someone, one of my kick friends, took it upon themselves to take him outside and kick him out. So you thought he could have called them? He could have called them, or maybe they did get in a fight, and we just didn't know, like outside. And oh, then, or... They wouldn't have known what apartment Let's be honest. Our, down, our downstairs, our downstairs neighbors have had a problem with us for some time now. Yeah, Weston was threatening to jump off the balcony after we got out, after we went out one night. We were like still, again, we tried having an after party, but it was like four of us, but that's when it's more fun. And Weston yeah. was wearing like nothing, but it's his little tidy whitey. Mm-hmm. And he had one leg over the balcony screaming, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. Which also, guys, we only live on the second floor, so he would have definitely survived. Just broken every single appendage. Yeah, possible. but he would have been fine. And then our downstairs neighbor screamed, shut the fuck up. Yeah, as I'll- he was attempting to jump off the balcony. And the thing is, is I was using it as a guise to, I think, get a slice of pizza from our friend Rachel. Like, if she didn't give it to me, I was going to be like, I'm going to do it. But I never was going to. And you're right. What if they would have, what if I would have been serious and they just told me to shut the fuck up? They're, they're definitely out to get us. Yeah. It was fun though. Sure. So it was probably them. Um, Weston, what the fuck is going on with your dating life? My dating life. Well, th- there's a lot going on. I'm going to divert divulge diverge not sure what the word is some new information so you know i had a date last night yes which i'm really surprised he was interested in me because the last three times he's seen me i've been so fucked up at the bar so messy i've made out with him and apparently i did find out his friends the first time he met me pulled him away from me and said no 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 oh my god that's so rude and i was like what like did they think did they think i'm gonna be a toxic person in their friend's life maybe but they don't know that yet they're not a fortune teller exactly what the fuck and so I, the fact he was interested in me, amazing. And he wanted to take me out for drinks. I went on the date. It was really good. But for a first date, he did ask me some very, um, I don't know. Intimate a little, questions? A little intrusive questions for a Personal. first date. Yeah. Asked me if I'd ever been in a serious relationship and asked me if I, why I have trouble dating. <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to say because I've got a lot it's of. It's a first I've, date. Let me pretend to be someone I'm not. Back off. Exactly. I'm like. That's the fun. You get to find out my flaws rather than me just telling you them. Yes, you find them out. That's the fun puzzle After of dating. After whining and dining me for several months. Yes, and then you realize that you looked past all of the red flags. So it was good, but I haven't told you something. Spill. Did you wake up last night to anything? No. Okay. He came over? No. That's why he spit out his gum. I fucking knew it. Guys, this morning I found a piece of gum. What? He didn't he, come over? He didn't come over. Then what happened? So, you know, I was trying to be a lady and not be horny. Well. So someone else came over? Yes. Do you want me to explain why I went on a date and then someone came over and wrecked my guts? Because you were horny. I was horny and I was like, it, I should do it. Yeah, I made out with my date. And I should do it with someone that's a friends with benefits. And so I was like, why ruin this first date by coming off like I sleep on the first date, even though I, I would have. Because you're a lady. Yeah. I mean, I've done it before and I'll do it again. But exactly. I was like, I'll just go home. And then get my rocks off with someone else. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. But I, I am glad that we got to the bottom of this because I think that was his gum. We should. I threw it away, or else already, or else I would do a DNA test. I don't know when he could have spit it out, but maybe it was his. I can punish him. I can cut him off for a couple of weeks. Yeah, until you're ready for round two. I, I'm, I'm down with that. 
Okay. So, Bitsy, talk to me. Talk to me about your dating life. Oh, my dating life. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, it's still kind of non-existent. You guys know that I just got my feelings hurt really bad. But, and if you don't remember, it's this boy that I went on a date with who we went on multiple dates, and then we had sex, and he stopped responding to me, which really hurt my feelings. But I came, Yeah, asshole. Ugh, hate him. But I finally came to this realization. It took me a couple weeks, and I totally don't care anymore, whatever. But um, I came to this realization. So... We met on a nap, and we went on our first date. He immediately texted me the night after. He was texting me every single day. He was asking me, when am I going to see you next? We went on our second date, same thing. When am I going to see you again? When am I going to see you again? And I felt like he was moving really fast, and so it kind of caught me off guard because I'm not someone who jumps into anything. (laughs) And then um, I checked his dating app profile, you know, just, you know, making sure what's going on in mm-hmm. there. And I noticed he had completely updated it with all of the stuff he had just recently found out because he told me on his date, like where he was going for residency, stuff like that, because he was mm-hmm. finishing up his med school. And I was like, interesting that you're putting this in your bio. So we're going on dates and you're already updating your bio. And so then I had this realization. Guys who jump in super fast are just as quick to jump out. So if you feel like it's weird, it's because it is. And what he did want was to go on the dates to get to the sex, and he did, but he was still out there playing the field. So after he did that with me, on to the next. Right. That makes sense. Do you it's, feel like that's how it is? Dive into the males in our psyche, Weston. I mean, d- people just jumping in really fast, yes, they're just as quick to jump out. That's just gay culture in a lot of ways. I feel like so many guys I've talked to, they jump in immediately, and it goes really, really fast. Like, I see people that have relationships constantly, like a new boyfriend every week. And I do go through boyfriends pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. I use that term loosely, but I, I will say they usually last for a couple months. But, but it, it ends as just as fast as it begins. Like you can, ha- I have even experienced this, have a one week relationship that was a serious relationship. Oh my and it God, lasts that's for actually one true. Week. But then you're yeah, over I, it. Yeah, I, so I don't know if it's a male thing or if it's just a person thing, because I don't, well, the only reason I think it's a male thing is because girls, th- or our minds work differently. And I think all the time, not all the time, mm-hmm. but most of the time, most girls, their end goal is the relationship. So when you're already starting to act like our boyfriend, we're like, yes, this is it. He wants to date me. Well, that's not how guys' work, minds work. Until mm-hmm. they're in this time in their life that they want to have a boyfriend, that's not how their mind's working. They're just, they actually probably get freaked out like, holy shit, I'm doing this boyfriend thing with this girl that I barely know. Like a fear of commitment. Yeah. In the genetics. Yeah. Because also they're, they're told like they don't have to settle down. They can settle down whenever they want. But mm-hmm. girls are told that the only time they'll be happy is when they settle down. It's like a standard that society puts on you. We well, have which... to end up with a guy and the guy needs the girl to help him. Like we're just there to support him. That's how it's always been. Right. That's not how it will work in my relationship. No, you're you're the matriarch. I'm the dom. <laughs> you're the dom top. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to I'm trying to like compare this to like the gay world and I say gay culture, I'm there's exceptions in every culture, but I really do feel like people date so much. And what's really complicated too, I've thought about th- a lot about this recently, is in our community, you're not just lovers. You're also friends with a lot of people and you don't know, you might be friends with someone and then they catch feelings for you, or you might have feelings for someone and then become friends, or you might be both or neither. It's just this very ambiguous realm where you really have to be insecure in yourself and know where you stand with 
everyone so you don't get hurt and protect yourself and so other people don't get hurt. Right. That makes sense. Damn, that was deep. Damn, Damn. No. you working tonight. <laughs> oh, and guys, think we just came up with all this and we don't have any qualifications, any formal training, no. any certifications. <laughs> We're just telling you our thoughts from our experiences. Yeah. And, and whatever the little um, brain waves can come up with. Our little tiny pea-sized brains, whatever we can do. <laughs> it's racking, you know, just going. Oh, I think that's good advice, though. I agree. And, like, so we just, like, accidentally got on this tangent. That's not even what this fucking episode's about. But I think no. it just applies to our lives. So this episode, we're going to be talking to you guys about changing for someone you're dating. And just honestly, again, not our advice on not to do it, but just the fuck, what the fuck we've experienced and noticed. And we're opinionated as hell. So we're going to give you our opinions on it. Yeah. And we are also very fickle. So it could change tomorrow. But today, this is exactly how we're feeling. Today, this is how we're feeling. (laughs) So let's drain the pool, jump off that diving board and dive in head first. (laughs) That was me diving. (laughs) That was pretty good. Thank you. So changing for someone else. Here's the positive thing about me. I don't have to change because I have multiple personalities. So whoever they want me to be, just pick, pull it off the rack Today and I will Susie. be that person. Yes. You but- want you want me to be Susie? I'll be Susie. You want me to be submissive? I'll be submissive. I'll be dominant. I'll be successful. I'll be a guy that needs a lot of work. Whatever you want, baby. Just let me know. You want it? They want it? You got it. <laughs> Or I can form it. Yeah. You I, just dive into another personality. You'll create a new one for them. Yeah. I, I'm like um, a, a create your own. Create Ooh, your. Fun. I'm a create that your own. Fun. <laughs> create your own boyfriend. Oh my God. What do you want? That little, Except for changing that body because you ain't doing that. Oh no. That's going to take either. They're going to have to uh, drop some acid or <laughs> use their imagination. Yeah. Because this right here, I'm bad to the bone even though you can't see them. Hey. <laughs> I got that from uh, Chris Crocker. Ooh, he's fun. I know, I love him. Love you, Chris. Hope you come on the show. Yeah, we want to be with you. Are we ready to peel back this onion? This onion, I, I'm kind of ready, but I'm also terrified. Guys, we're putting a lot online. Welcome to the Build a Boyfriend Workshop. Like Build a Bear, but a boyfriend, so it's even better. And yes. my mom would never let me build a build a bear. She would always say no, and I would beg and plead and beg and plead, and it was always a no. Too expensive. And you know what? My taste is still too expensive. Should we mark that off your bucket list? Should we go build one? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would actually be really fun. Friendship bears. (gasps) Okay, let's do it. That'd be so so cute. We didn't have one where I was from, but one time I went to the big city, (laughs) and I was like 14 years old, and I built one. I didn't realize it was for like really small children. And it was really embarrassing. They were like, hold the heart and jump around. And I was like, <laughs> literally 5'11", awkward teenager I'm doing so all this embar- stuff. I'm so embarrassed for you. I'm yeah. terrified I right walked now. out and my sister goes, why the fuck do you have a bear? Why did you Why do you have a build a bear? And I was really embarrassed. I said, I got it for you. And I gave it to her. Wested. Okay. <laughs> edit that out because that's embarrassing. Okay. So what is Build a Boyfriend Workshop? Okay, so I think that this is where we tell all of our listeners, um, to the two straight male married listeners, thank you guys, <laughs> and I'll tell you what you can do, how to, to change your entire being to be with me. Oh, yeah. I mean, for us, I think the list is going to be quite, quite long. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, that meme of the receipts that, like, are the length of the body? Oh, like a CVS receipt. That's my, that's my list. Okay, okay. You know, mine could be that long, but now my standards are just so low at this point that it's not really a list. It's more like suggestions. Yeah, I feel you. you So. I'd say, like, number one for me is, like, having all ten toes. This is something you probably never knew about me. There was a guy that, like, I had this, like, extensive thing in high school with who only had nine toes. I'm just so happy that you're about to tell me that you had an 11th toe. No, 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 no. You've Wait, seen, you've had, seen my talents. He, he only had nine toes. Yeah. Which it was, was like of the future. Um, it was like the, the four, it was kind of like, just like the, the pinky one wasn't there. So number mm. one is have 10 toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's okay if you only have nine toes or if you have 11 toes, your yeah. shoes anyway. Um, right. But I have been like adding onto my list of things that I want in a boyfriend. And I decided that it would be fun for me to have someone who drives a motorcycle. Oh, so that way he can take you on rides mm-hmm. with the wind in your hair. Mm-hmm. And he's Except kind of a bad would, boy. Yeah, I, w- I would love that. And um, I also would like tattoos. I like love a good arm sleeve. Mm, yeah. And I think it's like easily covered up for your full-time job. And I would like you to also be a facial plastic surgeon because that way, if I, when I'm, as I'm aging, Botox done. He everything. is your fountain of youth. Exactly. It's the like gift that. that keeps on giving. Uh, um, oh, I, tight. I'm not going to be a stickler on because I have so many other um, requirements that I just, mm-hmm. I just have to hope that you're taller than me and I'm 5'8". So I think that's okay. Okay. You're not I, being ridiculous. I can always put him in high heels. He can always wear like those little block heels, you know? Or stilts. First, oh, that would be fun. Yeah. And, he, like, it, little it, and then that away. means he would have to be uh, athletic and talented. Because I think that would take some athleticism. Walk and stuff. Oh, that would be so hard. I could never do it. I can't well. even walk on like the curb. I try and balance walking on the curb of the street and I fall. I mean, I've worn, I've worn heels before. And I will say, you know, like those baby gazelles whenever they're first born and they can't really walk. That's me in heels. Actually, you're better at walking in heels than me. So shut up. You think so? You ha- you can walk in like the stilettos. I can't. Oh, I don't those do big that. ones we have? Yeah. Not for very long. We don't have them. You have them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get that straight. You're so right. I do own a pair of stilettos. I know. Can we get back to talking about me and yeah, what I, I want? I, I'm, I'm all ears. Okay. I'm the only one here. So let me do, because so, I already <laughs> forgot because you got on talking about you and stilettos. Um, a motorcycle, facial plastic surgeon, um, arm tattoos. Um, what else do I want? That's all physical. What's well, not? Motorcycle's not physical. Oh, you're right. Okay, well, I want them to um, be funny, but not nearly as funny as me. Like, I definitely want to be the star of the show. Yeah. So I need someone who's, like, really willing to, like, let me be the star and, like, cheer me on. You don't want to compete. I never, I don't want to compete. And I I don't want anyone who's going to ever hold me back and be like, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't take that 15 shot of tequila. I want them being like, slam it. Yeah, someone so supportive, I would say. Supportive. Um, Kind. Like, that's actually serious and kind. I can't, since I, you know, can pop off a little bit easier mm-hmm. and get a little bit angrier, I need someone who's going to be very calm yes. and not do that. So, s- someone to balance you out. Someone to balance me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, someone who doesn't have road rage. Oh, yeah. Because if, if they have road rage, then you have road rage. I mean, it's going to be like death race out there it, it would, between you two. Oh, we, and imagine on a motorcycle. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is that it? I don't know. It's it's your boyfriend. If you're done building him, no, I'm not done it. with building him. Okay, so I <laughs> so okay so in Dreamland. Okay, physically, tall, dark, light eyes. Just because that's like so gorgeous. Thank you. Um, no, y- you're very pale. 
Um, and then, and then, so physically, that with the arm tattoos, motorcycle, facial plastic surgeon, and bada bing, bada boom. I like and it. And here you have your boyfriend. Your totally, completely imaginary and not real boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it just lives in your fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. And that's Bitsy's world. That's my world. And, well, and I, would say all, we're, we're I, would, I would say we're all living it, but I'm barely living in it. <laughs> God. Uh, what about you? So for my boyfriend, I've been waiting on pins and needles. First of all, do I only get to build one? Yes, one. I that's can't it. have multiple? No, okay. you can't. We really should have covered the rules. Um, <laughs> You're like, you would do that one TV show where, what is it? He lives in in Utah, of course. It has like 15 wives. Oh, sister that would wives. be amazing. That, that would be your dream. I would have uh, brother husbands. But you would have it so like they can, they're friends and they can like mix and mingle. But you would have it so they're like secluded in their own house and they're locking key that only you can unlock. Absolutely. And I would like like a house arrest uh, inklet on yeah, them as well. That's, oh, of course you would. And yes, yeah, and maybe constant tracking. I can, I can shocker. shock her. Yeah. Exactly. I knew it. <laughs> no, but my boyfriend, if I only build one, ugh, my first requirement is you have to have a pulse. Okay, yeah. Yeah. After that... Oh, that's a little scary because, like, when you just say it has to have a pulse, so are we getting into some weird, like, animal type thing? Oh, no. I would like for them to be human. Okay. Yeah. I, I prefer human. Um, I'm not really into bestiality. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been called a dick pig before, but that's the closest <laughs> I've ever gotten to it. Um, no, I think, first of all, like physically, I'm attracted to so many different types of guys. It really would be hard for me to say, this is my ideal type. Yeah, yeah I, I will. I can definitely vouch for that. Yeah. I mean, you, whenever I have a lady of the night stay over, you never know who's going to walk out from behind that door. It's always kind of exciting. It's like, what's behind door number three? It's exciting. So, as far as physically, I just maybe around my height, taller. Um, You're kind of a little bitch when it comes to someone being shorter than you, though. Like, let's be honest. Not if they're a little bit shorter than me. Like, I've been with many five niners. So, if, okay. But if they're just a lot shorter than me, and this goes back into I like to be the more submissive one. That's true, yeah. And it, so, I, I would like for my boyfriend to be a total top, never's bottomed, never wants to bottom. So it, I wouldn't feel very dominated if you were a lot smaller than me, which leads me into I do like beefy guys, not necessarily six pack abs, eight pack abs or whatever. I personally like beefy guys. I think everyone is beautiful, beautiful in their own way. So this is just like what I'm into. Um, big arms, um, of course, is really attractive and broad shoulders. As far as personality, oh, also tattoos as well. Beard. Love it. Love the beard. Oh, yeah. I love, love tattoos. As far as personality. I also need someone very, very mellow. I need someone to, to calm your crazy ass down. Reel me in. Like, talk sense into me whenever I'm not being logical, whenever I'm not making any sense. These are things I have totally to do right now. Irrational. I want someone to be like, bring it back, bring it back. I also want someone who's really, really fun, like mellow, but fun, always is down to do a shot of tequila. But I want someone who can really drink heavily without getting really fucked up because I'm going to get really fucked up and I'm going to need someone to take care of me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So that would be be what I look for. Someone that is not necessarily not necessarily themselves very funny, but thinks I'm hilarious. Someone who laughs at every I mean, joke. I walk in and say, hey, how's it going? And they just start cackling. That's what I picture um, because it makes me feel good. My love language is terms of affirmation. So I would like someone for their love language to be terms of affirmation, giving terms of affirmation. Oh, okay. Because I was like, don't, isn't it better when it's not the same? Not, 
I don't know. Actually, I don't know either. You have the book in your room. I saw it. I know, but I haven't <laughs> read it. It's like a, it's like something that I want to read, but I haven't. This is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I bought the bu- the five um, the five lang- love languages in this mm-hmm. book called Unattached because I was like, I need to read these, and maybe that'll help me find someone. Is like understanding all these things. Well, now that we're all depressed, <laughs> guys, I still, I still haven't cracked them open. I've had them for like six months. Well, that's maybe that's why you're still single because you haven't read these books. Okay, fuck. But <laughs> that's what I would look for, um, and someone who's really ambitious and successful, and also supportive. So you, since okay, like has their shit together. You're forgetting something. So what? like, since I want someone who's going to be in the facial plastic um, reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. type thing, you need an attorney because we need one on retainer. I would love an attorney, but a very successful fraternity, mm-hmm. uh, fraternity, a very <laughs> successful attorney. I I could do that. I could do a doctor. I could do, I could do a trust fund baby. I don't care. I'm just thinking, like, think, like, what's going to work out for us better? And I think best. And that would definitely help us right now. Okay. Because if you're not going to have someone that's going to... Bail me out of jail. And help me, then I'm not going to let my my boyfriend help you with those wrinkles and baby Botox. If your boyfriend is a plastic surgeon, I'm walking in and I'm saying, what do you think I'm here for? (laughs) And then whatever he says, I'm going to let him do the work. Uh, But, yeah, I... I think that's everything I would look for. But in all honesty, actually, I really wouldn't care what they do as long as they love it and they're ambitious. Does that make sense? No, yeah. And I I mean, we're being sarcastic when we're coming up with all these realistic ideals, but it's still fun to do. Oh, I love it. I think that's it. I really don't have that many requirements. (laughs) You don't. Your standards are just like dropping every (laughs) single day and they already weren't that high Uh, to begin with. And that was like at age 19, you started this. And so now it's just been like every day. Every single day, a little bit lower. Every weekend, lower, lower, lower. Now, I also would like something that could cook. That just popped into my head. Oh, my God. I forgot. And really good at cleaning. Mm-hmm. A good cook, a good cleaner. Someone that's not lazy. Someone that doesn't take naps. Someone who, like, loves to take the dog out when I don't want to. Yeah. Also, maybe a masseuse as well. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. Just, so, just, like, a few more oh. things. So, in all seriousness, do you think... People should change. So the episode's about build a boyfriend, changing yourself for someone. Do you think you should change yourself for someone or someone change themselves for you? I, I don't even know if that's necessarily possible. Like it's, if it's even possible for someone to change, it depends on what you want them to change. So like, let's say you want them to start, I don't know, working out every day. That's something that's very easy. You're not every day. Mm-hmm. Just start caring about that. That's something easy that they can do. But when you get into people like thinking that they're going to fundamentally change, I don't think that ever happens. Right. I think throughout our lifetime, we all change as we grow up, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know how much you change. So like, I think like when girls or boys are wanting to date someone who's like a total fuck boy and they're like, Oh, he's, he's going to change like for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I think some people are addicted to fixing someone. Like, because everyone they date ends up being someone that needs some work. Right. You know, I I don't know. You, you know, there's two different sayings. There's you can't change a leopard spots. And then people say, I turned over a new leaf. Or, right. Or even just the saying, people change. I've heard that so many times. And they're really contradicting, like, old, you know, sayings. I agree with you. I think people can and do change. But typically, it's by... It's by the own milestones in their life. Ex- it's not going to be for someone else. You, use. It's for yeah. themselves that right. they have to change. So I don't think when you're mm-hmm. like, have you have you ever experienced yourself or someone someone you know this experience where they wanted a guy to change? Yes, I I feel like I have dated people myself 
that I kind of wanted parts of them to change. And it, this is where it gets really sticky and kind of a gray area because if you're just now getting if you're just now getting to know each other and starting out, you're not going to change for that other person because you really don't have a commitment to them. But if you've been in a relationship for years, I think you're going to be more likely to want to compromise because you don't want to lose everything you've built up. So, with that being said, I think it all goes back to the relationship on if you should and how you should. You know, is it something petty like like body image which could warrant its own episode and its tire self? Um or you have unrealistic standards for this person to change, well, then it's just not going to work out because because they're going to have to want to look like that, you know, if you want someone with six-pack abs. No, that's so true. And it's so true because starting out a relationship, I don't think you can ever ask them to change. It would have to be something like years down the line. Mm-hmm. And even then, they would have to be like, I want to make that change. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, the I think that's kind of the whole point of dating is you're trying to find a match with someone who already meets meshes with you. Right. You know, if you could just change anyone, then there would be no point dating. You would just find someone that you find attractive and then they would be whatever you wanted them to be. Exactly. And I would be whatever they wanted to be. Once again, pick your personality out. (laughs) Pick it off the rack. What do you want me to be? I think that that's why so many people get divorced is because Mm -hmm. I think one person changes and evolves Mm -hmm. and the other doesn't and the other person's not willing to change. And I think that like leads to that. Because if I think like back into my own life, even who I was in high school Mm -hmm. versus who I was in college and then who I was in college versus who I am today, they're all completely different people. Oh, yeah. I... 100% 100% agree. And I think I think everyone would say that they're not the same person they were even three years ago. No, that's you true. Because I've just continued to grow. You have life experiences. Both wide, you know, and emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a growing boy. <laughs> yeah, most people, I think, go grow better. Some people grow bitter. You know, grow bitter or better. The choice is yours. But most people continue to be better. And when you're in long-term relationships, you should be growing together. Like you said. So when one doesn't, it's like, it's not going to work out. Yeah, that's what's so hard. Statistically, we are beating divorce right now. We have. We've already beat our first divorce, I think. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. So, congratulations to us. I think we should celebrate um, Mm, mm, by, mm. I don't know, getting drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, just like I'm just thinking more. Like, so if I were to go on a date with a guy right now Mm -hmm. and let's say he met like a lot of the things I'm looking for, but there were a couple of big things that he didn't meet. But then like, I think people get stuck in the habit of just like continually going on dates with them because they just Mm -hmm. want someone. And then it turns into something where six months down the line, you want them to change something about them that you never liked. But instead of like risking being alone, Mm -hmm. you just kept going out with him because it was easier. I call that having your rose colored glasses on because you know what you can't see with rose colored glasses. Tell me red flags. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you ignore the red flags. And I really think when you're evaluating being with someone, you do look at the pros and the cons. And everyone has pros. Everyone except us has cons. Exactly. So you kind of have to weigh, do they outweigh, does one outweigh the other? And if the pros outweigh the cons and you're willing to deal with the flaws, because in all honesty, everyone has things that are less than desirable about them. Right. Everyone does. Whether it be maybe how loudly they eat their french fries. Oh, don't even start with me. Or chips and salsa. You're making me go insane already. <laughs> That's my or, biggest pet peeve, people. I hate hearing people chew. Or like maybe their fingernails are really, really close to their cuticle. Like they've really... Been uh, biting on biting them. Up, biting them down. Things like that. Do that, you know. So it can be very small things. But as far as changing, I think... We've all done it to some extent because we want to be desire, desired, desirable. But I think you have to stay true to who you are 
and change because you want to be a better person. And stay true to your market value. Stay true to my goddamn market value. (laughs) No, but I think that it's very easy to want to be in a relationship so bad that you kind of find yourself changing who you are to fit who they want. And I think that does happen Mm -hmm. a lot. And I've seen a lot of like friends and people start changing who they were to be with a man. Mm hmm. Ugh. And it, that's the thing is sometimes it's not even to be romantically. People change to be with their friend. With the, Depending um, on the friend group. Totally. Friend groups. Yeah. And also with the touching on the body, we'll talk more about the body yada yada later. But let's talk about personality and changing your personality for people. Okay. I, I have seen this a lot. One, I've seen it from because this we're talking about dating, but also I've seen people change their personality around a group of friends to fit in with a oh, group of friends. Oh, I have watched people flip a switch and they are whoever that group of friends wants them to be in a heartbeat, which is, I, I, it's kind of sad. It's sad and you can understand it a little bit because you're like, they're obviously super insecure. Mm-hmm. And also maybe they feel a little bit incom- incom- uncomfortable, but also like if you're having to change yourself to fit in with a group of friends or a guy, yeah. That they're not for you. It's not a match. Yeah, because then they're they really don't know who they're dating. And you don't really know who it's easy to lose who you are. And I'm not saying like we I think we all change depending on our setting and our environment and the type of friendship. I'm not saying that, but changing your entire personality. Right. You know, to be someone else. Like I wouldn't say some of the things I've said here in church. I'm not talking about stuff like that. Right. But I think um have you ever met someone who agrees with like every single thing you say and ev- they yes. nev- they straddle the fence. They never commit to anything. And it's like, where's your personality? I hate when people agree with everything I'm saying. I'm like, I say, I'm like, have a fucking opinion go against me. But those people are just people pleasers. And those are the people you really, really can't trust because they're going who. So let's say mm-hmm. you tell them something like private, intimate, or maybe talking shit on someone, and then they go to that person and they're talking to them. They'll they'll crack like an egg and tell them everything you said. You cannot trust them because, but they'll also tell you shit. But that's not a friendship. You don't want that person. No. And the thing is, I have a friend that whenever I just want them to agree, agree with me, they do. He's our third co-host, Oscar. He's here. Ugh. Whenever I want someone just to agree with me, I can count on Oscar, you our can. fur baby. You can. Or beautiful little child. He's always there for us. Yeah. My other pet peeve is when a friend starts dating someone Mm -hmm. and they instantly not only become a different person, they change who they are, but they also drop you. Oh, yeah, because now they feel like their friends are disposable. Yeah, because they have a relationship. That's, like, my biggest pet peeve. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who did this and dropped me, like, a bag of, what is it? A A hot potato. No, I was going to say a bag of rice. A bag of red hot ripplets? Um, I've never heard a bag of rice. No, but I have Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Those are delicious. But you would never drop a bag of Flamin'. I would never drop a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. That's true. Whatever. Something disposable dropped me so fast. And it was really sad. But... That also, and then whenever they broke up, guess what? Crawling back on Friendship's their hands and back knees. On. Like, what the fuck, guys? Stop doing that shit. And but that happens, and it's just because they have tried to change themselves so much to be with this person who isn't a good fit, and they're putting all of their energy into that because it's not natural and getting rid of you. And you know what's crazy? This reminds me of a time because I've wondered if I'm doing something wrong because. 
I'm always try to be the same who I am with whoever I'm dating and my friends. And I got told one time we were at this big like work dinner and my friend's husband said, he, he was like, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You, you're different whenever you are hanging out with like your significant other or you're out with your boys. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, I mean, you, you have to change a little when you're out with your friends or with your out with the other. I'm like, nope, I'm just as wild, just and crazy. And he's like, and that's your problem. You're too much yourself. That's so fucking rude. I was just like, well, then I second guessed myself and I was like, is he right? Am, sh- should I not be as wild as crazy? But then I was like, no, I want someone to cheer me on when I belly flop on stage at Missy B's. I want someone to, to applaud a boyfriend and friends. I want someone encouraging me being like, do more, bitch. When I like, say, yes. oh my God, what if I started stripping on that pole? I want my boyfriend to say, yes, do Get it. it. You're going to look supports great. supports me in everything I do. When I say, let's get an extra large pizza from the pizza place. Let's get two. Yes. I go above and beyond. So, yeah. I, I was told that one time. I mean, people have said that we are a little wild. I've been told so many times that I'm too, um, too hard to control. Well, and I, I, well, that's because we're not trying to be controlled. We don't want to be no, controlled. No, we are free spirits, free women. I hate I, when you say free spirits. I love saying I'm a free spirit, and I also love saying I'm a wild card. I That actually makes me want to go vomit. But the thing is, I'm not a wild card, because I am such a wild card, it's all predictable. <laughs> He's going to black out, text all of his exes, make out with someone new, end up at home. Not with have a, a shirt on. With a pizza. And that's exactly yeah. how my Saturday night will go. Yeah. So, yeah, we know what's going down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I actually have wondered, may, is that part of our maybe why we're, we're single? Is it because we are wild? I mean, if it is, then I guess so be it. So be it. And I also have thought about this every night in deep thought, actually, recently. I was like, I, I say that I want a boyfriend all the time. But then I thought, do I want to give up the freedom of being single? Am I ready for that? Is that why I'm scared of commitment or emotionally unavailable? Is because... There's a lot of great things about being single. It is. It's so fun. I have no commitment to anyone. Except I, for get, yourself. And we're still working on our commitment to ourselves. Yeah, I backstab myself every day. Whenever I when I went to church's chicken, backstabbed myself, ruined I'm my diet. I'm not gonna he didn't drink another Mountain Dew, cracks went open, stab. I did. This is my last one. I need to get more. Um something else I've seen guys do in my experience for changing who you are for someone is there is this like golden prize put on masculinity. Like it's so desirable to be masculine in the gay community. And it's and femininity is looked down, is, is kind of looked down upon. And once again, this is in generalities. This isn't everyone. Not everyone's like this. Obviously I'm not like that, but it really exists. Like if you get on some of the dating apps, it says, into masculine guys only. That's so true because I have heard gay guys say that they have acted more masculine because to, to get a date. No. And, and even you, whenever, I've done you it. whenever you meet new guys, Weston has like his normal voice and then he has his masculine voice no. of where he's sounding more masculine. Can you do it really fast? I'm scared that I'm going to scare them off if I'm... You know what? I'm changing who I am because when I meet someone, I'm scared I'm going to scare them off if I'm too charismatic. Can you can you do your mask voice? I can try... <clears throat> I've never done it with a headphones on. I'm scared. Say, how's it going, Bitsy? I'd like to take you home tonight. Hey, guys. Welcome to Petty, Single, and Always Late. We are back with our sixth episode. 
Uh, today we're going to be talking about changing who you are for someone. <laughs> I'm your new host, Weston's other personality, who is a total dom top. So if you are a twink, hit me up. <laughs> That's his masculine voice, guys. So he does and change himself we're I did it a lot more when I was younger. Like, I remember when I was younger and I just started going to the gay bars, I always tried to give because off this Because that mess. was how, what you were told was what was Exactly. Attractive. And that that is what got got attention in the boys is that they thought I was this masculine guy. And you know what I have to say is that women, we do it too, because if there's a guy that's like super into fashion or something, our first thought is, is he gay mm-hmm. instead of he's just interested in fashion. He just takes we're, care of himself. Yeah, yeah, we're immediately like, oh, he's gay. And I... And I'm guilty of it as well. I might think a guy's gay and he's actually just a straight guy that takes good care of himself. Right. I also hear a lot of people say, like, after guys come out of the closet, like, they got so much gayer after they came out. They got gayer as the years went on. But if you think about it, that's just who they always were. But for the first time in their life, they're, they're feeling comfortable. They're feeling comfortable. They're letting their guard down. And and they're being themselves. And there are those gay guys that are naturally masculine, naturally aren't. I will never forget I was 19 years old. The first person I ever came out to, we were just talking about dating and things like that. And he talked about how he was into such, into masculine guys. I was like, okay. And he said to me, uh, I'm pretty borderline, like almost too feminine for him. Borderline. That's and, so rude. And it just made me immediately feel like my personality was less than. And you know what this all goes back to? It's really sexist. As if women are less because it, women are associated with femininity. Oh my God, shut <sighs> I've never thought about that. Really, think about it. Men are desired as better. You're right. More than women are seen as less. Masculinity That's so seen true. as more than femininity seen as less. So you know what I say? Pop those pussies. Let the tits out. Embrace your femininity if you want. If you're masculine, great. If you're feminine, I feel you, girl. If you're in between or neither, power to the pussy. Let's take a shot together. I'm into all of it. That is so. Oh, I am shook up right now. What the <laughs> fuck? That's true, though. It is. That's because, you know what, we're built on this purity, your Puritan society where women were less than. It's true. That's why America is so much more conservative than, like, Europe and other countries. Mm-hmm. And we're behind in that because that we're still living in this Puritan society. We're still, you know, only a few hundred years out. And yeah. that's crazy. That's why women, like, it's, it's weird for women to talk about sex. That's why it's still, girls are still sluts if they have sex with guys. That's why. Because we've been told from the time we're young mm-hmm. to protect your virginity. It's like, for me, I was raised thinking that having sex was a sin. But me before marriage, yes, I was raised that it was a sin as well. So it's just and like. It scared me so bad. I said, I'm never touching a pussy. <laughs> and that's how you lost out on it. And that's how. You could have had all of this. That's how you ended up like this. Mm. Do you think that anyone has ever changed for you? Mmm. If they did, they're stupid. Nah. <laughs> um, I do. I've had experiences where people have changed for me. So here's a couple. So you guys know I, I use the term tops and bottoms a lot. I'm very open about it. I embrace the sexuality. I embrace everyone's sexuality. I have had so many guys that know that I like to bottom. And the truth is they're either like verse, verse bottoms or just bottoms. And because they want to date me, they lie and tell me that they're total tops. That's so weird because they will never be sexually happy. And it says it in the Bible, everything done in the dark comes to light. (laughs) And so I always figure it out. And it pisses me off because if you were just up front with me and said, I'd like to bottom sometimes too, 
then we can maybe work something out. You would get a dildo because you're not putting that in their 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 butt well, hole. We could work something out, like break up. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I would just know that you have needs that need to be met. You know, and, it, and it's not going to be met by you. And that yes, that's so yeah. weird. Why? And if I loved you, we could explore options. I don't know what, but like I said, you'd get a dildo. Yeah, maybe a human one, a third. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had that happen a lot, and I will. Oh God, dare I say it? What? I used to bottom for this guy I was talking to, and he would always afterwards sit on my lap because, you, you know, I've said it before. After I get off, I'm done with the other person. I'm not reciprocating. I'm exhausted. Get I face, yeah, face. I'm just exhausted. He would like sit on my lap and rub his booty up against my private areas, and I just he wanted always, you to top. He always said he was a top, and I was like, why do you want to feel that? there and so the truth comes out at brunch he got that uh, that liquor in his system and he said i do like to bottom sometimes and i'm like you little you're liar. gonna explain who, who it is after so that's that i've also i've also known p- outside of sexual things i dated this guy who after we quit talking i realized he picked up traits from everyone else so he told me he was a vegetarian and that he was born uh into a Buddhist family, so he'd always been vegetarian. After we ended things, I met one of his exes. No, he became vegetarian because his ex became vegetarian. So he was completely changing who he was and lying. He was picking things. Every person he dated, he would pick things up from them and apply them to himself. He was like, add them to his quote-unquote personality. He wasn't a real person. And he what, was what you call building a boyfriend. Yes, and it's like he was just collecting traits from different people. Probably what he saw desirable in them and then apply it to himself. Yeah. And you know what happens whenever you do that? You end up with a hollow shell of a person because then you don't know who you are. And he probably doesn't even know. He's probably like that has morphed into his truth. Yeah. It's not really his truth, but he doesn't know who the fuck he is mm-hmm. either. And Yeah, and it, it is really sad. And I have no advice on it if, that, if that's something that you do or you're going through. Besides, again, see a therapist. That's what we suggest. Yeah. So have you had anyone change for you? Well, really quick, something I have to, I have to say, cause it's just on top of mind. I'm, I'm over this. Every guy looks past every single <laughs> one of your flaws, yet no one looks past mine. What the fuck? <laughs> That's you so have, true. You're throwing red flag after red flag. It's like one of those games. What is it? Like where they throw this, um, this ball back and forth. A dodgeball. Do- no, not that. There's referees. Um, it's a huge sport. They have like concerts for every, every big game. No, there's like a huge concert. Like last year, Justin Timberlake Football. did it. Football. Oh. So this game called football. That should not have taken me that long. And, and they're just throwing like it's like one of those games where it's just like flag after flag after flag. That's you as a person. Like you're. And they're touching them they're, left they're and like, right. What? what? Yeah. That's so true. I've had so many guys look past all my flaws, and they, I, I'd like to think maybe it's the good outweighs the bad, but I don't know. I think I'm getting more toxic the older I get. <laughs> <laughs> it's that toxic personality. It's like it's, an infection. It's because that's of those, <laughs> those TV shows you used to watch. It's because it's like an infection that starts in your big toe and it's slowly spreading. And if you don't cut off the foot, eventually it's going to hit the brain. And it has hit that brain. <laughs> it's, it's hit the brain. Not okay. a lot left. Anyways, guys, cheating for me. <sighs> About how no one looks past your flaws? No, no, no one looks past my flaws. I'm sorry. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Guys, look past my flaws. Embrace my flaws. Love my flaws. What the fuck? You sneeze on a first date and they're just over it. They're like, ugh, she sneezed. They're like, ugh, oh, she's trashy. And then Weston, like, w- God. He, I'm blacked out on first dates many times. He bends over at the table at dinner and says, want to jump in? And, like, they don't look past that, but me. 
I drop a fork on the ground and they're like, send her to the dungeon. They're like, fucking pick it up. Gosh, she's so classless. She's so dumb. Send her to charm school. Enough. I'm so annoyed. So annoyed. But guys changing for me. Um, There's like one guy that like just comes to my, the top of mind right now. And um, he was one of those boys where I did something fun, where I let him on for about two years and um, just, you know, stuff like that but he I was obviously super into fitness and like health conscious and he wasn't really and then he didn't live in my city and so um I would go like months not seeing him and then I saw him and all of a sudden he was in like good shape and had been working out and I was like damn and then he told me like how like he had been going to the gym and did he change for me I don't know I'm gonna say yes I'm gonna take it as that so guys okay that that's our episode but we have one last little segment for you our favorite segment time is up where you know we like to call out people things anything we'll call it anything you know just something that really irks us weston do you want to start us off yes time is up on two things i have the first lying about your sex position i know we covered it but the more it happens, the more I think that tops only exist as a concept. Okay, but that is that's just so weird. I I've Stop never doing it. Be honest, people. I've yet to meet a total top. It's a concept. It's a concept. Prove me wrong. I'm taking uh, volunteers um, <laughs> to prove me wrong. Second thing, time is up on. This is more of a piece of advice, I would say. And this is our advice column. Okay. As we all know, we escape work day in and day out by going and sitting on the porcelain throne, sitting there, Mm. whether you're pooping or not. Sometimes I do got to go and I use it as an excuse. And sometimes I'm just going to get on my phone and scroll, scroll, scroll without anyone bothering me. It's your your time of peace. Yes. It's like a way to get away from the Cheryl's of the group. Yeah. And so we all do it. However, there was one time where I was going to the restroom and I hear the sounds. It was like the gates of hell had not only opened, but the demons had become unleashed. The person next to me was destroying. They were punishing the porcelain. They, there was no way they were okay physically afterwards. And it was disgusting. And this happens. But the issue is I looked down and I saw their name badge. And I knew the person. And now I can never look at that person, interact with that person, or... Wait, how did you see their name on the ground? Because they, when they were um, taking Undressing. a dookie... They, they were taking a dookie. Their pants were around their ankles. And so their name they badge... They down that low. Yeah. And so the... Ba- guys get like naked whenever they poop. It's a thing. Um, but because he, he wears his badge on his belt. So I could see him. Oh, so shit. So now every time I see Literally. him, I hear from my PTSD that that day... That's his sound I associate with him. So my my piece of advice, if you are ever in that moment where you are going to just absolutely break the boundaries of all that is good and holy and shit, make sure you flip your name badge. If you keep your name badge down on your belt, you flip your name badge so they can't see it. So no one can ever associate those horrible noises with you. Oh my God, that's like super, super upsetting. But super great advice. It's amazing advice and everyone needs to follow it, but that's like upsetting because I don't want to know. I don't want anyone to know when I'm having to use the restroom. I let alone want to know when everyone, anyone Sometimes else I pick my feet up. Oh my God, I hide my feet. <laughs> no, I really do. I do too. Ugh. 
Okay, so you've just inspired me on <laughs> what my calling fucking time is up on. And yeah, sorry guys, we're getting a little raunchy, but we can't help it because everyone goes through this. It says explicit on iTunes for a reason. I am sick and tired of when I'm entering the bathroom. I'm entering the little girl's room. And I simply just have to waltz in, tinkle, and then get the fuck out. But instead, I met with dueling farters. And one's letting it loose, and the other one's letting it loose. I'm like, does nobody have any self-respect anymore? Some dignity to, like, save me? Like, let me go in and out, and you hold those in. I don't care if you feel like your head's going to explode. You hold in those farts. Like, that is so rude. I mean, in the right on each next to you? Uh, yes. I, the other day, I went to the bathroom. So it's like Hiroshima. On opposite on, ends. It's like Hiroshima on one side, Mount Vesuvius on the other, and you're in between them. And they were firing off. It's like it's like they were trying to outdo each other. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, what the fuck? I almost had to say, what the fuck? There has been a time when some I was simply, again, going tinkle, and somebody was letting them rip. I was like, I get, your, I get something's going on inside of you that is not sitting well. I, but have some respect. Oh, my God. I just realized you always have to go sit on the stall when you pee. Yes. So you have way, statistically, way more chances of falling victim to those nasty noises. It happens at least once a day. Oh, my goodness. I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm over it, guys. Please, please, please have some dignity. Have some self-respect. Respect your peers. Respect yourself. And honestly, if you hear someone come in... I don't care what it takes. You hold it until they're gone. Yeah. And hide your name badges, people. I don't need to know who to associate those noises with. I don't need a face for the sound. Okay? No, please don't. That's all we have for you guys today. We love you so much. Keep, Please keep listening. Please tell a friend, tell a foe, tell everyone. Rate, review, and subscribe. Where can they find us, Weston? Stay petty. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on our website at www.psapodcast.com. And Instagram. Instagram. PSA Podcast. We love you guys. So go follow us. Share our memes. Gas us up. Gas us up. And please send us an email if you guys have anything you want us to talk about. If you have a question, we will try to answer it. We cannot make zero promises, but we will try to answer it. And, you know, give us feedback, feedback, rate, review, and subscribe. You guys know what to do. We have all the faith in the world in you. We love you. Stay petty, bitches. Mwah.